It's Fulfilling Life's Yearnings Radio, broadcasting live. Today's guest is Tyler Tashiro. Coming live from the Fly Studio in Commerce Township, it's the Fulfilling Life's Yearnings Podcast. And I'm your host, Blake Giovanni Thomas Soule. And if you're ready to be your best by writing the script of your life to whatever you want it to be, and taking action on your dreams, then this is the podcast for you. It's time to enter the fly zone. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's the fly host you love the most, and I'm back with another episode of Fulfilling Life's Yearnings. Gosh, I'm here in Michigan today, and my guest is out in sunny California. It seems like a lot of my guests on the show are over from the other side, so maybe that's telling me something. But uh, today's guest is Tyler Tashiro, and I just really wanted to have him on because I follow him on podcasts, I mean, excuse me, on Instagram, and, and just been checking out the things that he has going on, and, and I also know that he does a podcast as well, and I was like, hmm, this guy looks like he is really interesting, and I would love to chat with him. So we're doing that today. So Tyler, uh, thank you so much for coming on, and how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Blake. I appreciate you reaching out, and uh, I couldn't be more excited to hop on. Absolutely. So Tyler, what is a funny thing that's happened to you recently? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> um, hmm, a funny thing that's happened to me recently would be... Man, you're throwing a little curveball at me <laughs> to start off here. Huh? I feel like a lot of funny things happen. I mean, in regards to funny, I, like uh, I like having a good time with my friends. So mm-hmm. I would say a funny thing that would ha- that that happened to me recently is two nights ago it was one of my best friend Joe's birthday, and uh, he lives on the beach in Sunset Beach in California. And we were out hitting golf balls at night into the ocean, and. Uh, we had a few drinks, and so it got a little crazy, but uh, <laughs> it, it was it was a great time, and it was a lot of it was, it was a lot of good laughs. Awesome, cool. Yeah, I just wanted to throw that curveball in just just to see where it took us, but that's awesome to hear that. And so I know why I wanted to have you on, Tyler. But can you talk about you know uh, your background and and who you are and what it is that you do? Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, that's a pretty loaded question, so I'm going to try to keep it pretty concise here. But sure. Yeah, I'm 22 years old, grew up in L.A. slash Orange County area in Southern California. And uh, yeah, did the, the, did the whole normal-ish thing growing up, played multiple sports in high school, from golf to basketball, and uh, I've been doing uh, Muay Thai and kickboxing for the last six years. So I do that outside of school, obviously. And, uh, you know, did my thing during high school. Uh, I took a lot of honors in AP classes just because I like that challenge. I felt like a lot of other classes, they didn't have that next level just challenge in which I, I felt like it was pushing me to that next level. Mm-hmm. Although I didn't really I didn't really vibe with a lot of what was being taught. You know what I mean? I just knew at an early age that I wouldn't be able to actually apply a lot of what I was learning into okay. my future. And therefore, I got bored pretty easily uh, in some of the subjects in school. And so... When I graduated high school, that's when all the fun began, Blake. Um, I knew that, number one, I never really wanted to – I never really vibed working for someone else just mm-hmm. because I just didn't feel like it aligned with my passions and what I enjoyed to do. And so when, when I was in high school, I had a part-time job at this golf store. And uh, what we would do is we would resell used clubs on eBay. At least that's what I would do in the golf store. And so I would make a percentage of everything that I sold – 
uh, inside, you know, that certain month and then I would get paid at the end of the month and that would be that. And so when I was working there, I really realized that number one, I didn't like my boss. He was not the nicest guy I've ever met. And, uh, you know, I didn't enjoy my pay. I had a ceiling on my pay because he put a cap on, or we had a certain limited supply of golf clubs that we could sell. And so I never could make them, you know, more than X amount of dollars a month. And I knew that my growth had to be from the creativeness that I could put out in the marketplace and things that I designed myself. Because if I worked for someone else, they'd always control my paycheck. They would always control my hours. They would control basically the structure of my day. And I wasn't a big fan of that. And I didn't even really know where to start. And so right when I exited high school, uh, I started network marketing, actually. And I did that for about 11 months. And I was in a company that was a $250 million per year company. So it was a big company with about 200,000 affiliates. And as an 18-slash-19-year-old, I made it into the top 25 income earners in the company in my first 11 months. And, uh, you know, so it got me kickstarted and it got me out there meeting some new people. And I realized quickly in 11 months that I didn't really like network marketing. I didn't believe strongly in the product that I was selling. And uh, it was a good way to get started, but it really didn't fulfill what I wanted to do. And so... Thank goodness, by the grace of God or whatever you believe in the universe, what happened was I met my mentor that's been mentoring me for now three years. His name is Mark Hoverson. And for those of you guys who don't know Mark who are listening to the podcast, Mark is a top entrepreneur in multiple different fields, but he started off in internet marketing. And he still is in internet marketing. He's one of the best in the world. But then he went to info product creation, and his info products have been viewed for over a million hours online, well over a million. And he's done over $20 million in sales in the last five years. And so he actually put me under his wing, and we've built two companies from the ground up together since that date, so startups. And so... What happened was I was making around seven, eight grand a month inside my network marketing company as a 19 year old. And, you know, as you can imagine, going from making like 500 or not even 200 to $500 a month at my part time job to being able to 10x, you know, 15x that income within 11 months, I, I didn't know what to do. You know what I mean? Like it was just such a shock and such a surprise. Right. And when I started mentoring with Mark, he said, Tyler, I, I want, you know, I want to mentor you, but here's the one condition. I don't want you to do network marketing anymore. So if you want to mentor under me, that gig has to be done. Okay. You know I mean? And so I, in an instant, in a drop of a hat, I said, I'm game. I don't care what I get paid. I know for a fact that your mentorship is going to be worth more than any dollar amount. And so I guess that's, that's something I want to dive into a little bit before I continue my story. I think it's really huge and I think it's overlooked. I think people tend to look at monetary gain in a bigger sense than they look at relationships and you know the value that a relationship can hold for them, a value that mentorship can hold. Because a lot of my friends that are in entrepreneurship that are doing really well for themselves in their 20s all started mentoring under people, working for free for people just to gain their respect, to show that they're willing to put out effort and to bring value to the table before they got paid. And so that's kind of what I did with Mark. Um, he helped me cover like my necessary stuff in the beginning, uh, you know, such as car payments, insurance and stuff like that. So I wasn't going with any, you know, without any income, okay. but there, by no means was I making, you know, any substantial amount of income at all. And so we started building two companies together. One of them is called Limitless and the other one is now called Invisible Empire. And so those are the two companies that we are still working on today. And uh, fast forward a couple years to last year, 
November, my business partner, Boomer, and I launched our podcast. And so that did really well. I think one of the biggest takeaway that, uh, that I have from starting the podcast so far is just implement. You know what I mean? Like, don't don't think on an idea for too long. The second that you have an idea, take action, and then you know build the plane while it's in the air. Don't try to build the whole thing on the ground. One of the main things that I've witnessed out of the people that I've coached and the people that I've met, I've met thousands and coached hundreds of entrepreneurs in the last few years. And the number one thing that stops people from attaining their goals is lack of action. It's okay. not lack of ideas; it's lack of action. And I think that's actually to kind of fill in, you know, and to align with your your podcast name fulfilling life's yearnings, I think that's one of the things that actually prevents people from achieving happiness as well. I feel like people have all these grand ideas for things that they want to do relationally or Mm -hmm. business-wise or, you know, spiritually or physically. And all these ideas do is they sit in their minds instead of, you know, putting it out there into the real world. And so taking action is is maybe the number one thing that uh, I've learned in the last few years, especially from the podcast. But anyways, the podcast did really well. We reached number three in New and Noteworthy in business on iTunes, which is amazing because there are thousands of podcasts out there. So we were literally on the front page of iTunes for business for a few weeks. And then we've reached as high as number 73 in total business podcasts. And we're two 22-year-olds that you know are new to the podcast game. And all we've been doing is cranking out content, implementing, and you know taking suggestions and really just rolling with it. So to make a long story short, Blake, I grew up in L.A., Orange County. I went to school, did the traditional thing, realized that it wasn't for me, started a couple of my own companies with my mentor, and uh, now run a podcast myself. And I couldn't be happier. That's awesome, Tyler. And can you say the name of your show as well? It's called The Rising Entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. So thanks, thanks for sharing that and, and and giving us your your overview. And I and I noticed that a couple of things you know that you like to talk about are of course entrepreneurship, and then uh, and some of your morning routines and tricks that that you have um, that you utilize for yourself. Can you talk about uh, uh, your relationship with with your mentor and and uh, I guess some suggestions or advice about how you go about uh, working with a mentor, especially when you know some, you know, want, you know, there's monetary amounts that you might have to pay or anything like that. Did you work with a mentor that was strictly, you know, helping you get to where you wanted to be at and you were working with them essentially, I guess, for free? Or was that something also that you had to pay as well to do? You know, like that is a great question. Um, this is what happened with Mark. When I met Mark, and when we partnered together, he said, look, Tyler, I understand, you know, you're making X amount of dollars right now. What I want to do is I want to, I want to bring you in and I want to work closely with you. But, and, you know, I'll cover your car payment, I'll cover your insurance and, you know, make sure that your, your monthly bills that you have right now aren't a burden on you. But any more than that, like I'm not promising anything. And so that's how it started. So like I said, he just covered like basic necessities, like things that if I missed, I would be in trouble for kind of thing. Right. Not like, you know, not going out to eat, not, you know, going out with friends, not, you know, taking the girlfriend out, stuff like that. So he started by doing that. And uh, in regards to like my relationship with Mark, he's, he's my mentor. He's also like a father figure to me and he's one of my best friends. And so it's, a, it's an amazing relationship. And I think a great quote that people can use for friendship and that I've used since I've heard it from Mark is the best of friends play together, which means they go out and they experience fun things that are outside of business, that are outside of other relationships. It's like it's, it's a mode in which you know anything from skiing to throwing a football around. 
right? You can do that with your best friends. So best friends play together. They pray together, right? So they're aligned spiritually. And that doesn't necessarily mean they're the same religion even. It's just that they're aligned spiritually in that there, there, are, there isn't like conflicting really spiritual beliefs in which, you know, separate that friendship. And then they, they, so they play together, they pray together, and they prosper together. And prosper doesn't necessarily have to mean monetary prospering either. Prospering can be in the form of, you know, friendship. Prospering can be in the form of uh, fun. It can be in the, in the form of happiness and enjoyment. And so Mark definitely um, is one of my best friends in that arena. And uh, yeah, man, I started off mentoring with him. And now, you know, I'm a partner with him in uh, one of our companies. And I'm behind the scenes as an exec in another company. And, uh, you know, like I said, man, in the beginning, it was a lot of me just showing him like, look, I'm willing to do whatever for this mentorship. You know what I mean? And I'm willing to work for basically nothing because I want to show you I'm here for the long run. I'm here because I want to learn. And I know that the things that you can teach me, it's going to take – it might not ever happen if, I, if you don't teach it to me, number one. I might not ever get a chance to learn it. Number sure. two, if, even if I did, it's going to take thousands of dollars of investment in info products and courses and books and different you know, coaching sessions and stuff like that. And I still may never reach it. Because I think, uh, and one of the things that I teach and that I actually just recorded a video today on Mm -hmm. is that when people look for mentors, you want to find mentors that are the best in that niche field or industry that you can find, right? And not only in business, but in life, because this is a good example. Do you want someone that's, you know, the best and a master at the craft that you're wanting to learn? Or do you want someone that's just a little bit better than you to teach you? And obviously you want that master because let's just say you're 50 pounds overweight. Well, you don't want to learn how to lose weight from someone that's 40 pounds overweight just because they're 10 pounds less than you are, mm-hmm. right? You want to learn from someone that's a professional in that industry. And so seeking those people out is actually a lot easier than most people think. I think the reason why people like Mark are so excited when people reach out to them is because not very many people have the guts to do it. And not very many people approach it in the right way. Too many people approach high-level and high caliber people like Mark saying, oh my gosh, can I get your autograph? Can, you know, can I take a picture with you? You're so awesome, this and that. Not very many people approach them with you know, service, with like, what can I do to serve you? I don't care if it's washing your dog, washing your car, cleaning your carpet. You know, it doesn't matter. What can I do to serve you right now to get into that space of servitude? Because that's how you can enter someone's world easiest. How can you serve them? Mm, that's interesting. And I'm glad that you said that because I... I just thinking about it and, and, and seeing how other people are trying to put it together and like, like you hit it right on the head too, saying that that it it is easier to do it, like you say, when you come in and uh offer your service and, and and just to get into their world as opposed to saying, you know, this is what I want from you. So I'm glad you phrased it that way. And for yourself, you know, as as a mentor to others, what is it that you are, you know, helping someone do, um, for instance, maybe a person that you're working with right now. Is it is it different for all of them, or are you kind of helping them with b- being productive, uh, etc.? What does that look like? I think mentorship is different for every single person that you work with, mm-hmm. right? So mentorship's not going to be congruent across the board because people have different issues that they want resolved, and people have different things that they want to talk about. And uh, everyone's life is different. Even people that have similar stories and similar situations have totally different, at, at, you know, in, in, in a small spectrum of things when you really, not, you know, dial it down and you're really trying to help someone, 
mentorship is different for everyone. And so I think, uh, you know, with the people that I'm coaching right now or the people that I'm mentoring right now, it can be anyone from some of my friends who could have like relational problems with their girlfriends or boyfriends or whatever. And I'm always there for, you know, my close friends in regards to that stuff. And that's a form of mentorship all the way to people who are looking to step into podcasting. So I'm in the middle of, you know, creating a podcasting info product right now that's going to show someone how to take their podcast in 90 days from zero to new and noteworthy to top 100 on iTunes, stuff like that. And, you know, those two are completely different. And so I think mentorship, if you allow your mentorship to be congruent across the board, you're not going to impact people at a level in which they deserve to be impacted Mm -hmm. and that you can impact them. And so it's a lot of just basically narrowing down their situation what they're doing, um, you know, what they're struggling with and how you can provide value there. And I think on the flip side of that, a lot of mentorship is understanding that you don't know all the answers, right? And if someone comes to you with an issue that they think that you can resolve, unless you're good at that subject or unless you really do have an answer for them, don't give them a wrong answer and don't steer them wrong because your ego tells you that you should be able to help them. Okay. Steer them in the right direction. So plenty of times people will reach out for me to me for something and I go, look, like I could tell you what I know about it, but I'm definitely not the best at this. Let me connect you with someone that's going to have a better answer. And so I'd connect them like that as well. Mm, that's interesting. So thanks for sharing that. And then let's move over to you know, talking about your podcast, uh, The Rising Entrepreneur. And, and what is it that you know, made you want to get into podcasting, first of all, and, and, and where do you see it going for you? Blake, uh, that's another great question. Uh, podcasting is like my form of release. And so I honestly, I've never met anyone, and this is, I'm dead serious. I've never met anyone in my entire life that listens to more podcasts than I do. Mm. Um, my top podcast that I listen to, number one, Minute with Mark, which is my mentor, Mark Overson's podcast. It's amazing. It's high level wisdom, really refined, great audio quality. Just everything's great. Uh, Joe Rogan has a podcast called The Joe Rogan Experience. I've listened to all you know 750 plus episodes. So that's 750 episodes at two to three hours an episode, right? So that's just his podcast that I've listened to. Fighter and the Kid, Brendan Chaub, Brian Callen, Tim Ferriss, Tim Ferriss Experiment, 10X Talk, uh, you know Joe Polish, Dan Sullivan. It goes on and on. And so I've listened to base. I've listened to every episode. So all the podcasts that I dive into heavily, like the ones that I just named, I've listened to every episode through and through. I, I listen to them while I'm in the car. I listen to them while I'm cooking food. I listen to them while I'm in the gym. I think podcasting and the reason why I love podcasting so much is because it is the most consumable uh, form of knowledge and wisdom and insight that you can use in today's marketplace. And this is why. If you're watching a video, you have to be engaged with the video most of the time. If you are reading a book, you have to be engaged with, with the book, the physical book, right? Whereas if you're listening to a podcast, you can do that while you're doing other things or you can do that and be fully engaged in the podcast itself. I know for a fact, like I've listened to more podcasts while I'm doing other things at the same time than I listen to podcasts while I'm just listening to the podcast kind of thing. And so what I do is I'll take a task that is minuscule and that doesn't provide a lot of value for myself or for others, like cooking myself food, mm-hmm. right? Obviously you need food to live, but like while you're cooking that food, there's really not much going on. You know what I mean? So if I pop in a podcast there, that allows me to take a task that doesn't allow me to improve or doesn't allow me to move forward. And it allows me to move forward because I'm gaining insight and wisdom while I'm doing something that really doesn't uh, do anything for me in the long run or for anyone else in the long run really either. And so podcasting is awesome. That's the reason why I wanted to get into it. I knew that because I've spoken on stages in front of entrepreneurs before, because I've 
you know, co-authored, uh, you know, a book on Amazon uh, called The Million Dollar Day because I've been able to put together info products before and, and because I've coached people before because, number one, because it's my passion, right? It's my passion to talk to people, to help people. Then if I put a podcast out there, I would allow myself and my partner to get, you know, basically this, this ever long and this evergreen wisdom and put it out there for free and in the marketplace, much like you're doing for people to consume whenever they want on their own time schedule. That's the reason why I do the podcast. And on top of that, it allows me to meet some cool people that I wouldn't meet otherwise. Absolutely. And so you're interviewing people for your show as well? Yes, sir, that I am. We are interviewing top entrepreneurs, um, usually ages 20 through 40. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've had everyone on from someone like Mark or a guy named Aaron Fortner who are multimillionaires all the way to people who are 20 years old but you know they're earning 10k in their month you know in their business selling t-shirts on Facebook or doing stuff in entertainment and everyone in between so we have a wide variety of guests and then some episodes Boomer and I will go on and we're actually recording one today right after we're done here based off of the the top takeaways that I had from the event that I that I went to last weekend I have six pages of really high quality notes that we're going to break down on our podcast in a series of uh, a few episodes. That's awesome. And, and I like that you focus on the fact that you get to really uh, meet some interesting, <clears throat> excuse me, meet some really interesting folks that you might not otherwise meet. Can you talk about just in general, how, how you go about um, you or your partner go about reaching out to folks or how do you find these folks that, that so that they can come on your show and share what they have uh, going on in their lives as far as their businesses? Yeah. I mean, I would say it's about 60-40. 60% is us reaching out to guests. 40% mm-hmm. is our guests reaching out to us to come on. And it wasn't, it wasn't like that you know, 60 days ago when we were just launched. We were 30 days into our launch. Right. We were reaching out to everyone. But as the show gained virality and as the show gained some presence and it, as, as it gained a bigger audience, people saw that and they saw the benefit of coming on. And therefore, they started reaching out as well. And so... Uh, how we reach out to guests, I'll break this down into two answers. We reach out and say something like, Hey, you know, you're an awesome person. Much like, you know, you reached out to me like, Hey, you know, you're interesting. I've been following you for a little bit. Love to have you on the podcast. If you're game, no big deal. If not Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And so that's what we've been doing to people that we've reached out to. And the people that have reached out to us, basically the same thing. Like, Hey, I've listened to your podcast. You know, I think your audience will really resonate with my message and, you know, if you're game to have me on as a, as a guest, I'd be honored. If not, no big deal. And so it, it's a very just simple communication thing like that. And I think a lot of it, and this ties back into reaching out to mentors and stuff, you just got to do it. Can't be afraid. You know, everyone's just a person and there's no reason to get starstruck. Right. Totally agree. And, and I think that goes something too with, with your mentality. And, and you touched on it earlier as far as, uh, when you were doing your, your network marketing and how you've been able to succeed at the different levels that you've been on. Can you also touch uh, wh- what that, that mindset is for you that, that you uh, not necessarily instill, but you, you know, suggest for other people to, to come out of that comfort zone or that shell that might be uh, uh, keeping them from, from doing something great, if you will? Yeah. I mean, to put it, to put it frankly, everything that you want and everything that you desire that you don't that you don't currently have is on the other side of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. 
right? So everything that you yearn, whether that be physical enhancements to your body, right? Whether that be if you're a guy, you know, better abs or bigger chest or bigger arms or whatever it may be, that's on the other side of your comfort zone because naturally your body tells you, I don't want to go work out, most people at least. I don't want to eat well. You know, and then when it comes to business or even reaching out to people, if you're an introverted person, which I would say I'm like 50 50, I'm, I'm pretty introverted. One of my favorite things to do is sit on the couch and watch TV with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And, but I'm also extroverted in the sense that if I go to a networking event, I love people. People are, you know, I just love talking to people. It's one of my favorite things to do as well. And so I think if you're introverted and, you know, you have a fear of maybe reaching out to someone, that's okay. And it's okay to recognize that. And that's not, you know, that's not necessarily a fault. A lot of entrepreneurs keep to themselves, you know, look at Steve Jobs, you know, he he was a a recluse in, in a big sense, you know what I mean? And so don't be saddened or don't be discouraged that you are introverted, understand that, but understand that you know, your comfort zone is what's keeping you in the position that you're in today because everything that you want is going to exist out of the bubble that you lived in, that you live in. If you keep doing the same thing, you're going to keep getting the same thing. So the only thing to get something different is to do something different. And so the, the big thing there is in the mindset is, you know what, man, it doesn't matter. Guess what? If you reach out to someone and they don't respond or they respond and they tell you no, you end up in the exact same position you're in today. You know what I mean? There's no difference between them saying no and you not reaching out at all. You know what I mean? They're both 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 results end in they're they're, they're not coming on your show. Mm-hmm. Or, you know they're not going to mentor you. But the only way that you're going to have access to the yes is if you ask for it. And most people are so afraid to ask for things, right? Most people are so afraid if you're if you're you know selling an affiliate product, you're you know you're selling your own product or whatever it may be. People are so afraid to ask for the sale. They're so happy to talk about things. But when it comes to finally moving that that football across the hundred yard line. Right. When it comes to finally getting that final step into, you know, the bigger version of yourself, people are afraid to take that step. And that's actually maybe one of the biggest takeaways as well that I've had is you, you have to be willing to take that next step because that is where the gold happens. That is where everything manifests. That is where all your dreams and your desires and your hopes and your wishes and, you know, everything that you want is on that is, is across that line. And the only person that's going to get you there is you. Love it. And I also wanted to ask about, I mean, you talk about entrepreneurship and, and you're 22 right now. What, what has been the key to you being able to uh, uh, stay on task and, and, and be productive throughout your day while you're you know, building your businesses, doing the podcast, et cetera? That's another great question, Blake. I mean, to be 100% honest and transparent with you, not every day is the same. Not every day. And, you know, I don't wake up with like this yearning to get to work every single day. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, you know, when you're working out or when, when you're working on, you know, playing a sport or whatever, it's not an everyday thing where like, you know what, today is the day. Like, you don't wake up with the same fire every single day. Some days are different than others. Some days, you know, you could be discouraged. Some days you could be really encouraged. And so I think, the mindset that comes behind staying productive is to try to keep as even keel of like an attitude across your, you know, your business specifically as you can. And so don't let the highs be too high and don't let the lows be too low. And really just hone in on, you know, what you're trying to do. And on the days in which you don't feel productive, on the days in which you don't feel like, you know, writing that email, on the days that you don't feel like recording that podcast episode, those are the days that you grow. 
right? Because anyone and everyone can do things when they're passionate. Anyone and everyone can do things when the fire's lit and it's burning bright, but the winners can do it when it's not. And the winners can force themselves and get themselves to get moving when it's not. And I think that's the big difference. Okay, so do you put in place for when you get to that that point where where you don't want to do it and, and then you force yourself to do it to grow? Have you set in place like uh like any sort of trick or something to keep you to do it or something that you say to yourself or what does that look like for you? I mean, I've done, I've done a lot of things in the past. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've sat there and I've gone, come on, Tyler, like, what are you doing? Like just really had like a firm talk with myself. I've done everything from that to like, I think one of the biggest things though, you know, and I'm just going to give you like my strategy right now, yeah. which is the best one that I found to get yourself in the state of productivity I believe the number one thing, it's not coffee, it's not a nootropic, it's not you know any type of caffeine or any type of like upper that's going to get you going. What it is is it's creativity. I think whenever I'm feeling at my lowest, I create a new video or I write an email to my list or you know I go on a coaching call and I express my creativity. I record a podcast. You know, I'm allowed to express my creativity in these zones and when you're creative is when you're free. Right When you're creative is when you're actually able to express yourself transparently. And I believe that that is actually one of the biggest things that is important to get yourself on a path of momentum is, is to express creativity in some way, shape, or form. So one of my biggest things is if I'm not feeling motivated one day, what I'll do is I'll sit down and I'll record a new training or I'll record you know, some kind of new video for my list or I'll write an email or I'll do something like that. I'll, I'll, I'll share a post on social media. And immediately that gets me back on track. And so I'd say, you know, get creative. Got it. That sounds great. So thank you for sharing that. And we're coming up here towards the end. I've enjoyed, you know, getting getting to hear your story and and learning, you know, your your personal productivity tip, being creative, that way you can get the momentum going and just your mindset uh at the age you are and 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 really just breaking it down and being frank about what it is that will push you to that whatever that next thing is um i do have one final question because you already kind of talked about you know a call to action so this question is uh about what your definition of fulfilling life's yearnings is i think fulfilling life's yearnings is being satisfied at the end of the day and i think that's a little separate than being satisfied with like your business and so i think a lot of people they think too much about like they tell themselves, oh, I'll never be satisfied. I'll never be satisfied. I'll never be satisfied, which is a good mentality in a sense if you want to progress. But at the same time, what are you doing it for then? Mm-hmm. If you're not going to be satisfied and you're not going to be happy with what you're doing ever, why are you doing it in the first place? And so I think fulfilling life's yearning is a balance between your physical happiness, how you feel about your body, how you feel about yourself, how you feel about your own confidence. I think it's about spiritual fulfillment which is different for everyone. I think it's about relational fulfillment, right? So it doesn't matter, you know, how much money that you have at the end of the day, you know, in your deathbed, you're going to think about relationships a lot. You're going to think about the people that you love, the people that you care about, the people that you want to spend your time with. So a lot of fulfilling life's yearnings, I believe, is relationships. And so whether that be a girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, whatever it may be, or it be, you know, a relationship with your friends. I think in, in regards to relationships, there are a few key points in your life that you need, you know, you should have, I should say, successful relationships in order to feel the most fulfilled. And that would be relationships with your family, 
relationships with your significant other and relationships with your friends. And so, and in a business sense, relationships with your clients and customers as well. And so we have the physical, we have the spiritual, we have the relational, relational, and then we have the business. What do you, and in business, it doesn't necessarily even have to be business. It could be at the place that you work, right? Not everyone's destined to be an entrepreneur, but do you fulfill, do you feel fulfilled at the place that you work or the thing that you do? And if not, it's time to switch. You know what I mean? You're not meant to spend 70 years of your life on this planet doing something that you don't love. And so I think those are the four main cornerstones if I had to pick them of fulfillment. That was awesome, Tyler. I really do appreciate you taking some time to come out here and and, and share your story and then also the insight that you have. Um, What can we do to stay in contact with you, uh, check out your show and, and the other cool things you have going on? Yeah, I'd say the number one way to connect with me is go ahead and check out my podcast. Go to treypodcast.com. That's T-R-E podcast.com. And from there, you'll be able to connect with me on social media. There are links there to connect with me personally on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, everything. Um, you can also you know, put your email in, opt into our email list. We send out emails every time a new podcast goes out which is two a week. And uh, that's the best way to do it because you can connect with me in every other way, shape, and form directly from that website. So that's trepodcast.com. Awesome. And that was Tyler Tashiro. Again, Tyler, thank you so much for coming on. I've enjoyed you know, hearing what you're up to and, and just a lot of the things that go on inside of your head that, that put you in a position that you are in today to influence others while you're still, you know, you know, building yourself up and then being able to share those experiences as you go. I appreciate you, Blake. Thanks so much for the invite. And uh, I look forward to hearing this episode. All right. Talk soon. And for everyone out there, go out there into your day and be fly. Thanks for listening to Fulfilling Life's Yearnings. I want to know what your biggest takeaway is. So please head on over to fulfillinglifesyearnings.com today and click on the show notes link for today's episode which is located on the home page, and leave a comment. The show notes page is where you can find the resources mentioned during the show and will be very valuable for you on your own journey. To stay up to date about what's happening, please subscribe to my newsletter and subscribe to the show on iTunes. And while you're subscribing on iTunes, it would definitely mean a lot to me if you would leave a review to show future potential listeners of Fulfilling Life's Yearnings what you think as your voice helps them decide if fulfilling life's yearnings is right for them. Now it's in your hands. Are you ready to fly? Until next episode, stay in the zone and make today a fly day by taking action on your dreams.